Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Roseanne Service. You got it. Which we can't just leave alone. We're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> and I know that's not new for you. But very, the- very common. In fact, I, I get asked about if I'm ready for service projects all the time. And I, I have five of them, actually. So they're yeah. called children. You're raising five little service projects. That's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, very uh, volunteer-oriented. <laughs> Well, for someone whose entire life is wrapped around service, uh, (laughs) you've had some grand adventures, Roseanne. Um, As I got to know a little bit about your story, a few things occurred to me. Uh, Number one, wow, you've been through a lot. Uh, From a major surgery uh, as a result of a brain tumor. And by the way, you know what? You look pretty darn good for having had your face removed before. I know, right? (laughs) People tell me that all the time. When I tell them I have had what I've had, they're always so shocked that it is weird. And I do meet other people who've had similar surgeries and they usually have paralysis. Yes. And I have some dear friends who are in that category. In fact, uh, Jody Orgel Brown, was a guest here on my show. She's an author and a speaker and a, a dear friend of mine yeah. who did suffer the, the facial paralysis as a result of a brain tumor removal. And I know that that's a very common thing to happen. You went through that. Somehow you retained your senses and, and your ability to move and, and feel, which is a real blessing. Uh, and then you got round two. With yeah. and and a number of things. We were kind of joking before the show, Roseanne, that I've interviewed a couple of people here on the show who have actually crossed the line into clinical death. Oh, my goodness sakes. And you haven't done that yet. No, it's, no, thanks. It's <laughs> I not just, required. I just like to okay? get close. You, you know, just, just get real close, see where that's at, and then, you know, yeah. I'm, I I know I've shared kind of, maybe I gave the spoilers um, about your story, but I would love to have you just kind of summarize for us a little bit what your journey has been coming to this point. And I know now you're doing podcasting and speaking and you've got some support programs uh, to support people in their faith-based journey toward living on purpose. Yeah. Um, tell us how how this came about for you. Uh, at least, you know, the brief version of, of what brought you here? Well, um, I thought that I would have a very, very normal life, but I had five children. So that should have told us all Ah. that that wasn't going to happen. Oh, you poor informed soul. You you know what though? We all do. It's like life is going to be, and then we predict something that looks somewhat normal and then we get surprised. 
we have these great expectations, you know, and um, life doesn't always let us alone in that. And so I had great expectations as well. Best mom ever. So that is definitely going to be realized. Um, and things of that nature, um, owning our own business, which we do. So that's, so that was a good one. That was a good goal to set. But um, I moved shortly after a move um, far away from where I used to live in Gilbert, Arizona, moved out here to Santan Valley. And on the way out here, I would hear weird crunching noises in my head. And I was like, um, do I have a sinus infection? You know, what's going on? Yeah. And then one morning I wake up and there is a little bump over my left eye. And I'm like, that's really weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, finally go get it checked out. And they're like, we um, want you to go see a specialist. And I still don't know what's going on. I go see the specialist who is actually a um, plastic surgeon. And um, long story short, he's like, I don't know why they sent you to me, but you have a tumor the size of a golf ball that is pressing on your frontal lobe and um, is invaded the space of your eye and is now coming out the eye orbit and it has destroyed um, the bone around your eye already. And so the crunching noises I was hearing were my actual bone being crushed. Wow. Um, right. And I just thought I had a sinus infection that just didn't want to go away. Mm. But like, you know, we all, we don't always take care of ourselves like we should. I think as moms, we were just running ragged. I had a little crawling baby, six months old, and I had a one-year-old and a four-year-old and an eight-year-old and an 11-year-old. Like it was a rough time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I went home with that information and tried to hold myself together, tried to understand what this meant for me. But I think when you're young and things hit you, you handle it with like, I don't know what to do with that information, right. you know? So I have right. a brain tumor. What do I do with that information? I don't know. What, how am I supposed to feel? So I thought I was being like, really, like I had it together yeah. by not showing a lot of emotion at first until my mom hugged me and started crying and saying, I'm so sorry. And then all of a sudden it, I just let it out that, I, oh, I really wasn't okay with this news, you know? It's yeah. just interesting how we sometimes process things. I thought I was so great. Um, but really, we all need those moments to like let out the frustration, scariness of that situation. Right. Uh, I went home, made some appointments, because I guess I have to get a neurologist and a craniofacial reconstructive surgeon in my life. And I don't know what this means. And I don't have time for that, but I'm going to try. And um, my son has the flu. and my children are given lice. And so here I am trying to like deal with the flu. I'm trying to deal with the lice. I've got the brain tumor. And the next morning I wake up and my eye is swollen shut. And I don't know if it's because I lice shampooed us all to death or, <laughs> you know, like, did I go too far? Um, or did, is this about the brain tumor or is this something new? Because I cried about my problems, you know? So I went to the emergency room. They looked at me and said, we don't know what to do with you. You have a brain tumor and we're overrun. So you're going to sit in the hallway. We'll try a few things, but then we're going to send you home with some meds, which is what they did, which they didn't realize I was allergic to. So I threw up all night long. <laughs> and in the morning, I woke up and I went, you know, this is not okay. I don't know what to do. 
I went into the shower and in the middle of the shower, I just began to pray to God and just started asking, you know, why am I so miserable? What can I do? What do I need to do? What's that next right thing? And all of a sudden it was like my mind cleared for just a second. And a thought came to my mind, Roseanne, you will go to the uh, hospital right now. And I thought that was, but it was so calm. You know, it was really a calm voice, but it was very, very assertive. You will go now. Mm -hmm. Right. And and nothing in my life I've ever, I can't make a choice on what I want to eat today. Okay. I I don't make choices easily sometimes. And so for (laughs) that to be so. Right. I think like motherhood is an eternal state of like, what do I do now? (laughs) Because kids bring so many problems and there's a lot of things you have to solve. Anyways. Um, jump in here for a minute because yeah, as you were sharing your story, Roseanne, I'm thinking about the time when, when your mom just put her arms around you and expressed from a very human place. I'm so sorry that this is happening to you. The reality of this hadn't really sunk in at that point. Not at all. Because the day before you're wondering what to feed your kids and the day the next day you're trying to figure out, well, how do I find oncology and surgery and all of it It's stuff you'd never planned on for that week. And here you go, you're off to the races and you described how you just kind of felt it in that moment. And, and you commented that this is an important thing that we allow ourselves to feel this, this is the words I'm putting around what I heard from you to feel whatever we're going to feel. Yeah. You're never wrong about how you feel. And absolutely. Roseanne, how are you supposed to feel? (laughs) Kind of thing. You know, I feel like that's the eternal question. How are you supposed to feel? That is a almost daily question, isn't it? You know, this one was, I didn't know. When you're young, you don't even have enough experience to know how to feel, you know? And I think, for me, it was like, I feel sad because I am scared because I don't know what's going to happen next. Right. You know, I've it's no exactly idea. how you're supposed to feel. Right. <laughs> and as a psychologist, I get this all the time. And, and this gets in our way, you know, when we think, well, I, I should be positive. Roseanne, I am like right. the professor of positivity here <laughs> and, and I'm all for it. But feeling these natural feelings that are exactly what we're supposed to feel when this kind of stuff happens doesn't mean we're not being positive. It means we're being human. Right. And that means all emotions are at one point or another valid. There are even times where it's okay to be angry, you know, right. Um, There's the, all of those feelings are not evil or wrong. Oh, right. You know, I think that sometimes we think that like we're supposed to be eternally happy, you know, that's wrong. That's so wrong. (laughs) I've learned the hard way, at least. The fact that we're never wrong about how we feel hopefully will come as a relief. You don't have to force yourself to react to these things in some certain way. Roseanne, I'm going to share with your permission a a link to a YouTube video where I got to see some of your story. Um, There's more detail there, 
that we may not be able to get into in this particular interview, but the short version is here you are cruising along through life, expecting things to be a certain way. And then boom, it just hits you right upside the head. Well, right in the middle of the head, kind of in the orbit. Right. And, and knocks you sideways for a little bit. You got through that. And I, I love the way you've shared that story on the other link. So I'll include that in the description for the podcast. But then some other things happened. And it was just a number of challenges. I think what's beautiful about this is what you've learned from it. And what position you're in now because of it. Right. Not, not despite this happening, but in some ways because of it. Do you hear where I'm going with that? Mm-hmm. As we come back from this break, I would love to to kind of flesh that out a little bit. Let's take a look at what life lessons this has taught you and maybe get practical too about how we can apply that in our own lives. Does that sound good to you? That sounds like a plan. Folks, this is Roseanne's service today at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me. DrPaulJenkins.com. And we're back. Roseanne's service today, providing a service for all of us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Roseanne, <laughs> I, I mentioned before the break that uh, there's a link in the description for the show that leads to a YouTube video where you got into a little more detail about some of the context around this. I think um, having heard what we've heard already, this is the kind of thing that can just tip people over. And it wasn't just this, there were some other things that happened after that. You got to become very familiar with the medical community. Yep, I sure did. And recovery and rehab and everything that goes along with it. I'm, I'm wondering, because this is where my brain goes with this kind of stuff. What has this given to you as a gift for, for your life? Now, maybe that's a weird way to describe it. I believe that this whole experience or experiences, because <laughs> it's plural, right? Right. I believe that these experiences have given you a gift. Can you just... Uh, speak to that for a minute yeah i will okay so tell me i'm crazy if you want to but (laughs) after well after the brain surgery that i went through where you know i got my 
forehead removed and the whole nine yards, right? Mm-hmm. On the way back, I remember just being so grateful for my life. You know, I, I remember thinking about that a lot. In fact, I happened to look at the Superstition Mountains and I said to myself, every time for the rest of my life, every day when I wake up and I see those mountains, it's going to remind me that, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful to be alive and able-bodied and not, you know, have all of those horrible things that were supposed to happen to me as far as paralysis and everything. I am here and I am alive. And what can't I do with that? There's so much just in, in just recognizing that you're still able-bodied and you're alive, that you have things you can do. You don't even need to be able-bodied really, but just aware of all that the life can be. It doesn't necessarily need to be only what you see in front of you. Expand upon that and look around you at other people and what they now suffer. I never saw as people as in depth as I do now because I finally am like alive in my life, you know? And now when I hear someone's pain, it just resonates. You have used some form of the verb see at least four or five times in the last minute. And and I just noticed that because the first place you noticed this tumor was coming through your eye socket. Right. The fact that you can see. And, and you know, we don't pause to, to acknowledge everything that we can do. It's easier to focus on what we can't do or what we've lost right. or what we and you were feeling so grateful that you weren't paralyzed. And every time you see the mountains over there, it's like, you can see? <laughs> what? This is I know, right? <laughs> but we don't stop to notice that. Right. We just don't. We get to in the mundane. And it sometimes takes us over. And we forget just the beauty and the wonder of being alive. You know? Yes. You know, I interviewed Carol Decker on my show, too. She's the Mm -hmm. author of a book called Unshattered. Oh, yeah. And uh, Carol developed sepsis. And this was when she was pregnant with her second daughter. They took her to the hospital, flu-like symptoms at the time. But she left the hospital as a triple amputee and blind. Oh, my gosh. She never got to see her second daughter. Never got to see her. And yet she came up with the same conclusions that you're sharing with us, Roseanne, that this is a beautiful life and look at how abundant and rich it is. Regardless, you said you don't have to be able-bodied to see this. And that's true because here's Carol as a triple amputee and lost her eyesight. And she came up with the same thing you did. What's up with this? I thought my revelation was so unique. And the more I dive into this realm, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, this is something everybody else has discovered too, you know? Yeah. And it's just kind of amazing. And even further than that, after I had the, um, so I had a splenectomy where I lost my spleen and part of my pancreas mm-hmm. because I had an aneurysm the size of an orange and another aneurysm the size of a pea on the splenic artery. And so um, that kind of, all hit me at once. And um, after that, not even a month later on my 20th anniversary, the night of my 20th anniversary, I found out that I had 
a pseudocyst growing off of the pancreas and I was going to need another surgery. And at that point, all of these things that we're talking about, how lovely life is, there comes many moments in our lives that are so dark, so black that you just don't see past them at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, even during that tumor in my brain, there was a moment where I was infested with cellulitis and it was eating my face and I was in so much pain that there isn't anything outside of that pain. So yeah. I understand yeah. when people talk about torture and pain and suffering because there's moments like that. But this was different. This was a spiritual suffering. Like, is God trying to just kill me? Is he trying to just drag me through the mud? It's almost like an existential crisis at that moment. Like, God, are you even there? Do you care that you're going to put me through another surgery upon all the other surgeries that I've already faced? Right. And this is not okay. And I think that you, God, know that. And there were many moments where I had to stop and stop the tantrum that was happening inside my heart and just start pleading with God to understand his will for me. And I really felt that there was a connection made where he was telling me it was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And it ended up happening that I didn't need that surgery. And they found it in a weird way. Um, I got sick the night before the surgery. I went to the ER and they said, hey, congratulations, you have a cold. And your pseudocyst has shrunk down to nothing. And it's going to be gone. Huh. And there, there are moments like that where you see um, the hand of God, mm-hmm. and you know. And so, of course, I, I, I uh, live my life in the realm of helping other people find their faith again after they have experienced a moment where maybe expectations didn't meet up to reality, or perhaps they've hit a roadblock and they no longer believe or whatever it is, whatever horrible thing they're going through. I feel it now because of what I've been through. And I believe that there is a God because I feel like I have seen his hand in my life over and over. That's not the only time. I mean, I've got some crazy wild stories even past that. Yes, you do. (laughs) Just the ones we're getting a taste of here on the show today. And you know what, Roseanne? Life can be kind of brutal. Right. And God gets blamed for that all the time. But I think I think we're just here in this existence where stuff happens. In fact, I think there's a bumper sticker that says... That's right. Like, it, stuff happens. Welcome to Earth. I mean, this is... There's opposition. I, I, I listened to an interview between Oprah Winfrey and Thich Nhat Hanh, who is a Zen... Buddhist master who uh, pointed this out, and it comes from an ancient Taoist philosophy too about yin and yang and how there's opposition in all things. And that's just the nature of it. And the word that he said, I caught my attention. He said, pain and pleasure, they inter are. Yeah. He didn't say interact. He said they inter-are, meaning one doesn't exist without the other. But I'm hearing in your story also, yes, there will be brutality in your life. It's going to beat you up a bit. And there are what uh, David Bednar referred to this as tender mercies. Right. Which are these beautiful little moments like when you found out what the cyst is 
shrunk? Right. No surgery today? Well, you've been through four already or whatever the count. Right. <laughs> but you can choose to focus on whichever you choose. And until we see it as a choice, it's not. Have you noticed this? Absolutely, until you see it as a choice, it's not. I feel like you have a choice to be a victim or a survivor in life. Things can just keep happening to you. Or you can say, these are things I'm overcoming. You know, I loved, I love the idea of being a survivor of things, mm. you know, it's such a positive connotation. And I don't think life is always positive. There were moments like right before this aneurysm surgery where I was done and I was like, God, I've been through enough pain. I think if you could just snap your fingers and take me, that'd be great. But I, I, at that moment I was there. And at that moment I was like, can you just help me through this? Give me something to hold on to. And it was gratitude. And which I thought was really stupid. I thought that's simplistic. So I just started trying it. And I sit there and listed through my tears at the medical shower I was in listing all the things I was grateful for. And that's what pulled my heart back into the mode of I can do this. It gave me power. So there's power and gratitude. And I really, I believe that with every fiber of my being, it doesn't matter what religion you're in. There are so many people who can attest to this. That is for sure. Switches your brain, right? It gets that chemistry over into that realm of being positive again. And that can do motivation that you're lacking, you know? Yes. I love that you called it a switch. In fact, my friend Kevin Clayson, who's been on the show as well, his book is titled Flip the Gratitude Switch. Yes. yes. It, it literally turns on the lights. It illuminates what's possible now. Right. It's, it, otherwise, you get to stumble around in the darkness because life is tough. Life is hard. Ooh. And it's beautiful. And it is. <laughs> Your story, Roseanne, has illuminated that so nicely. I'm so grateful that you've shown up here on the show today. You share this message in a number of ways. I know you've got a website. Let me see if I've got this right. Sisterservice.net. Yep. So just think of Roseanne as your sister here. <laughs> there <And> you go. <laughs> last name is Service, but it's a pretty good, you know. Image sisterservice.net, and you're doing some other things to support people in their their journey through life to survive the brutality without losing their faith. Is that a perfect capture? That's such a great way of putting it. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us about what you're offering or doing or how you can connect with people out there? So I do two things that I love a lot. One of them is being an author for a Facebook page called Follow Jesus Christ. And um, it's got like 300,000 people in it. And I just write um, stories to them. And and they just, you know, want to find out and understand a little more about Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful Facebook page. Um, But I also do something even more than that. And that is in what we call the Uplift Community of Faith. And that is basically a group. It's a Facebook group. It's also Instagram. Um, But what we do is we talk to people who are members or former members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we just help them if they're struggling, maybe through a faith doubt or faith crisis, we just help them to see some more faithful perspectives and try to 
encourage a return to faith while being respectful of what they still believe. And it's it's been so rewarding to be able to talk with people. We, we'll talk with them through Zoom sometimes. We'll talk with them through Messenger. You know, um, there's always somebody on because we have so many admins that there's people during the night, during the day. Um, there's always someone to talk to when you're dealing with um, loads of different issues. Yeah. So. Well, life is going to smack you upside the head occasionally. Right. Or right inside the head as the case may be. But anyway, uh, there's hope. There's there's so many options out there. Roseanne, thank you for sharing what you have today here on the show and for the good work that you're doing to support people around the world and in our communities. Thank you. No problem. That is, that's my joy and passion, and I'm glad I got to share it today. <laughs> I can tell. Folks, you've heard it from Roseanne Service. It's time now for you and all of us to go live on purpose. Purpose.